during this time, I've just been very frank. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, here's the deal. I'm not sure if you noticed, but there's a global pandemic. So that throw pillow delivery is delayed and I don't feel bad about it. You know, and they're like, this is an outrage. It's like, you know, what's an outrage. Your reaction to this. OK, today we're talking with Taylor Spellman and how she's pivoting in this current situation. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Zoom Powell. And I'm joined by my cohort, my partner in crime, the Solus Ginger, the crime-fighting giraffe, Natalie Ann Giraffe. Natalie, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you, Darla? Hanging in there, hanging in there. Isn't that the only thing there is to do at this point? Are you hanging from trees and swinging, you know, from your tail? No, that's you because you're an orangutan with those oh, those arms. Yes, I have been accused of orangutan arms. <laughs> you do have orangutan that's arms. That's okay. You have T-Rex arms. I do. I have like I do have little, little tiny T-Rex, T-Rex arms. arms. I can't reach that. <laughs> Speaking of little tiny arms, I can't reach that. Well, I guess it wasn't tiny arms. Yesterday, I was in the grocery store uh, at the fire station and a uh, a lady stops me and says, "Hey, I need a favor." And I said, "Okay, I'm in uniform. You know, my my partner's there with me." And she goes, well, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. And I said, oh, well, you know, thank you. And she goes, but she goes, but what I really need from you is could you please reach those taco shells up on the top shelf for me? I cannot reach them. And you did. Of course I did. Then she asked you to go get her cat out of a tree. Well, they do that occasionally. Yes. Isn't that what firefighters do? Yeah, that's what we do. Cats out of the tree and ducks in a drain. You know, oh, yeah. We get ducks in a drain mm-hmm. down One time when I was a sergeant over out in Liberty City in Miami, we had to call you guys because there was a kitten in a drain. You guys got them. I mean, not you, but your your department. Got yeah, I know. I, I'm a real hero. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, have you heard that my Doma Studio is putting on a virtual conference? I did. And it finally, I read it a couple of times and it finally clicked with me 19 hours. I, I finally got it. it 19 it took hours. A, it it's, took a while. It's actually the brainchild of Sarah Danielli and Luann Nagara of a Well-Designed Business Podcast. They, we had a whole bunch of speaking events set for High Point Spring Market. And of course, as you guys know, that was postponed. So a lot of information floating out there in all of our little brains. And they had a little light bulb moment. Light bulb. And said, you know, why can't we do this virtually? So we are. We're going to do a webinar, and that's going to be from April the 6th through the 9th. And you guys can go check that out at mydomastudio.com slash 19. That's the number 19 hours. And you'll see the whole lineup, the times everybody's speaking. You don't have to go to everyone of those. If you don't want to, you can pick and choose the presenters that you want to, but I highly recommend that you do. I mean, if you have the time and what else do we have on our hands but the time right now? You should have plenty of time because the stay-at-home order is like in place. You know, everybody's supposed to be staying at home. And if you guys are out driving like you're not supposed to be, don't worry. (laughs) All this information that Darla gave you Why can't we drive? We can't drive? Well, just don't get out of your car. (laughs) While you're driving. That's right. All this information will be in the show notes. And speaking of driving, where are those show notes, Natalie? They live at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Yeah. Darla, another thing, since we're talking about this COVID-19, I don't know if you've noticed it like I've noted, but speaking of driving, have you seen those that wear a mask and gloves in their car? I have. Do you know that that's not proper PPE? 
What is PPE? Personal protective equipment. Okay, why? Because your car is technically your clean space. And if you have gloves and a mask on inside your car, does that mean you're a dirty bird in your car? A dirty bird? Oh, well, that's sorry. That's fireman slang. But just think about it. If you wear the mask and glove inside your car and mm-hmm. you get out to do your grocery shopping and you have that same mask and glove on. Mm-hmm. It's contaminated. It's contaminated. You take the cart. You walk around the store. You pick up all your vegetables. You take your money out of your purse. You come back. You get back in your car and you have those same gloves and mask on. Why wear one? That's a good question. So that's not recommended officially no. by the Miami-Dade County Fire Department? By the soulless ginger. Oh, okay. By the but soulless yes, ginger. Okay. Make good to know. sure if you're going to wear your PPE to do it correctly. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Go ahead. A lot of well-intentioned designers, people are handcrafting face masks from fabric. Are those effective at all? What do they say about that? They're better than nothing. Okay. They're better than nothing. They're better than right, nothing cool. is what they're saying. They're not downright telling you not to do it, but they are better than nothing. But remember, this virus lives on the surface. It's not technically airborne. Okay. And the virus is a little tiny, so it could get through. It will go through that. You need an N95 mask or something better. So what is the N95 mask? Is it just like super, super small filtration? Yes, it's definitely very, very small filtration. And even with an N95, you still, you never know. But yeah, but basically you're going to get it, you know. What was the meme I saw? Out of all the bad things I've ever done, please don't let me die because I touched my face. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? I'm just That's saying. very dark. I know. I think Sorry. we need a moment after that. So speaking of pivoting, today's guest, Taylor Spellman, who you guys might know from Bravo TV, and she's super famous. She's the designer, stager to the celebrities out there in Manhattan and New York. So originally... We were going to schedule this interview talking about how to land celebrity clients, which is still going to be a big deal when we all come out on the other side of this. But we decided now to make it more topical and relevant to discuss how she's pivoting right now with her staging business, her design business, working in such a huge market, you know, staging, real estate, New York City and Manhattan, how she's dealing with it and some advice and trials and travails that she's been through in this interview. We get to talk to her. And you know what I love about Taylor is... She's so glamorous, right? You look at her, you look at her website and everything. Everything's high end. It's celebrities, it's clients, and she's gorgeous. And she's, but she's so down to earth. She's so humble and she's so likable. And I think that you guys are going to get a lot from her during this interview. So for the uninitiated, let me tell you a little bit about Taylor Spellman. Taylor Spellman moved to New York City to study with the prestigious Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. At age 23, her entrepreneurial spirit kicked in and she parlayed her love of arts into founding her own interior design and luxury staging firm. As CEO and creative director of Taylor Spellman New York, her client-centric focus is bold and eclectic, showcasing the personality of the inhabitants of the space she creates. At any given moment, Taylor has upwards of 50 million million dollars of real estate, interior architecture, and design under her direction. The firm specializes in a concierge level of project management with a team of designers, contractors, and architects directing each phase of production from conception to completion at the top commercial, residential, and new development properties throughout Manhattan and Brooklyn. Taylor has been featured in The Real Deal, Architectural Digest, The New York Times, E! News, El Decor, and People Magazine. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Taylor Spellman to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Taylor Spellman. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am great. Hello, Darla. Hello, Natalie. Hello, hello. This is an honor. 
Oh, come on. It is. It really is an honor for you. Oh, yes. To be on the, on the podcast. Thank it you for- is. You know, I prefer to be with you guys in real life so we can have a cocktail, but, but this will- this Well, yeah. you know, Taylor, okay. there are no rules in this podcast. You are allowed to have a cocktail in your hand. Yeah, you could. Thank you so much. I'm not- Okay, <laughs> there you go. We last saw each other in person when we weren't so worried about passing viruses to one another. It was at uh, Luann Nagara's window works party in uh, New York there. We did a wonderful little dance recital with Sandra Funk and Kim from window works <laughs> and Luann Nagara herself. And I have that on video so I can blackmail you guys whenever I want. <laughs> yes, you can. That was a lot of practice and a lot of wine. And a lot of training. Well, you were with Alvin Ailey Dance Theater. You trained with them. That's pretty impressive yeah. that is crazy impressive this is why taylor can dance yes, thanks. taylor Hello. No, taylor can dance <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to say originally so for the for the wing that's listening so we scheduled this back way back in the day there's been some rescheduling in our original topic and we are still going to touch on it is how to attract celebrity clientele but of course in the last three weeks you know all the <laughs> has hit the fan and we're dealing with the coronavirus and the covid19 so we're also going to talk about you, Taylor Spellman, and how you're pivoting with the industry such as it is and how what you've seen, how designers are pivoting and how we're even pivoting over here at DPI. And of course, when everything does come back to normal, we're hoping uh, the economy is going to bounce back with a vengeance. Those celebrities are still going to be there and those clients are still going to be there. So we will touch on that. And also, I wanted to say, I wanted to congratulate you and tell you how inspirational you are because you have really achieved some terrifically impressive pinnacles in being on television, being a very high-profile interior designer, and just really serious design goals in spite of being so unfortunate-looking. So congrats, son, for that. <laughs> yeah, that was getting a little too uh, heavy on the compliments. I was like, this is this sounds off. What? Oh, there it is. There it is. There's the payoff. There yeah, is. if you guys, guys go uh, Google Taylor Spellman, you'll see that that was a total joke. She She's unfortunate looking. She's unfortunate looking. looking. But funny. Yeah, okay. but <laughs> you have to have that sense of humor when you look like Taylor Spellman. Okay, so let's let's dive into it. Like I said, originally it was going to be how to attract celebrity clientele, and that is going to be important when we do come out at the end of this. But you are in a very high visibility, high end staging and interior design. You are in New York City. Tell us a little bit about the front lines. Over to you, Taylor. Yeah, so this is kind of the front lines. I fled the city about three weeks ago. And at that time, a couple of people were like, you know, I think you're kind of over-exaggerating or you're, you know, overreacting. But I was in the city for 9-11. Oh. So I have this, you know, I could just feel that it was going to get bad. And I know the numbers in Manhattan and the infrastructure of grocery stores doesn't support Manhattan people. You know, we go through there and we buy a Pellegrino and a lemon. <laughs> And walk out. You know, no one's doing heavy duty grocery store stopping. I, I don't even know what that is. So um, between that and then the restaurants closing, it was like, oh gosh, this is going to be terrible. So um, I'm from Connecticut, so I was able to kind of escape and hole up here. In your underground bunker in Connecticut? In my bunker. I have a lot of vodka. I've got a lot of wine. And, That's all you need. Um, and I... I've been working on a vision board to try to stay positive during this time because it's a whole new world we're in at the moment. So I'm happy to be here in this new world with you guys yes. at least. Okay? A whole new positive. world. Yeah, don't yeah. sing, Carla. <laughs> okay, so so tell us. So are you doing still any client work, anything remotely, visually? How is your team looking right now? Or are we just done an extended timeout and we'll all come back? Yeah, we're on a timeout. I think that I had to act quickly 
and lay off my people because I could see immediately everything was about to stop. And I think that one of the things that I'm hearing with a lot of other fellow designers is there's a little bit of shame in the game right now. And there's no room for that. We have to band together. We have to just do the best we can. And if you need to lay people off for the time being so that they do have the opportunity to get paid, then that's what we do. If we have to apply for a government loan or a grant, then that's what you do. You know, and I think people are feeling a little bit like I've failed, but the bottom line is I have personally failed at other times in my business in pretty big ways. This moment feels different to me because, you know, it's quote unquote, not my fault. You know, we're all in this together. It's what has happened. So let's really focus on, okay, what can we do now and how do we pivot? So let me ask you, so the layoffs, the the strategy behind that was, okay, so they can get unemployment or whatever from the government, so they still have some form of income for that. Have you opened it up to, okay, when this all blows over, come on back? Are you doing any of the small business administration loans or the... Yeah, I basically have done all of it. I am a small business. You know, we do a pretty big volume and big stuff in New York, but it's still a small business and my overhead is still not small. So for me, it just felt like this is the only way that we're going to be able to sustain ourselves in this moment of what is ultimately just a series of unknown variables. Right. You know, and I think that in business we're used to assessing. You you look at the situation, you assess, and you you know say, okay, we're going to go right, and then we're going to go left, and then we're going to go right again. We don't have that luxury right now, you know, as far as I can tell. And for us at this particular moment in time to be pretending like, oh great, April thirtieth, we're all going to be able to like dance again is is <laughs> not totally real. Yeah, I think it's going to be slow ramp up back into normalcy. I really don't even foresee the kids going back to school this year at all. No, I don't think so. Okay, so the real estate, no one's showing houses, no one's staging houses or anything. So it's just a real time out. So you're, you're not even doing like virtual staging or design. It's just like vacation hold up in your bunker in Connecticut with vodka right now. A lot of vodka, a little hint of lime, <laughs> two ice cubes. From the bodegas that you got, that you managed to grab before you fled. I got that before I, before I hunkered down. <laughs> okay. So how is that looking on your broadcast side with your television side and stuff? All that, all that production shut down too, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I, I'm working on a new project that will be public pretty soon. And that just goes to show you, I had everything teed up. I was really feeling good about myself for once. I was like, you're doing (laughs) Uh it, you know? And then it's like, "Er, hey, newsflash, it's over. So the- No, it's (laughs) temporarily over. Temporarily over. The show that I've been working on, that all got put on hold. And I'm just hopeful that once this all clears up, I'll be able to get back into that. But I read this quote once when I was starting out a million years ago, and it said something to the effect of, As an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to have higher lows and lower highs. And I've kind of operated from that point of view forever now in the fact that, you know, you get these really great high points and you get these really terrible low points. And sometimes my people I work with will be like, you know, this is really, really exciting. You know, why aren't you reacting? And I'm like, no, I am. I'm really happy. And then they'll be like, this is really, really bad. Why are you not? This is terrible. And I'm like, oh, I, I know it is. Terrible. I'm really upset. Yeah, I'm, I am devastated. But it's like, I've just trained myself to live in that plane because if you really are running your own business, it's just like that peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And if 
I feel like I've been training for a long time for this moment in a way. You know, everyone's like, how are you holding up? I was like, I've been training my whole life for this. <laughs> that sounds like Natalie. Natalie's the same way. I'm like, Natalie, why aren't you more excited? This is me excited. So I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you guys are going to bond in that way. <laughs> Nobody has the um, the magic eight ball, right? Or the, the crystal ball to see exactly when and how this is going to ramp back into somewhat of normalcy. What is normalcy anymore? I, I don't yeah. really, really think normalcy is, is even a word or anymore at all. So have you should take it out of the dictionary. Have you been preparing your clientele with emails saying, listen, we're just taking a little break when this all comes and blows over, you know, send me your projects. We're happy to, to dive back in. How have you been dealing with your clients? This is bad of me again, but I'm um, noticing a trend here. I <laughs> I um, kind of, in a way, found this moment to be a little bit of a relief because, as we all know, we're used to handling our clients with kid gloves and you have to be very, very, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm making sure that this happens and this happens. All we're doing all day is troubleshooting for our clients and going above and beyond out of our way. And during this time, I've just been very frank. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, here's the deal. I'm not sure if you noticed, but there's a global pandemic. So that throw pillow delivery is delayed and I don't feel bad about it. You know, and they're like, this is an outrage. It's like, you know what's an outrage? Your reaction to this. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I've taken the approach of, I, I've some seen some of our colleagues, other talented designers that we all roll with feeling pretty concerned about how am I going to you know, handle this? And it's like, I think for me, what it's been so far is how do I help my client manage their anxiety? Because that's what this all boils down to. You know, I had a client, you know, kind of be like, well, we could still source sconces and then we could still find, you know, the, the <laughs> hardware. And it's like, we could, or we could just take a deep breath and wait till this passes and we'll reconvene in a month and get to it. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to waste your money with me dilly-dallying sourcing sconces just so that you can feel like we're not losing time. Oh, of course yeah. we're losing time. We all are. That's just the fact of this moment. So let's breathe into that and just be honest and go from there. That's definitely an approach, right? And I love that you're very open and honest with your clients that, listen, this is, let's just have a little time out. There's nobody dying over a sconce that's not getting ordered yet. Make sure your priorities are in place. You're taking care of your health, your loved ones. And we'll see you on the other side. It's just, it's just going to be a, a few weeks of delay. It's the world's not ending, hopefully. Yeah. We're <laughs> like, ugh, ugh, yeah. Right. <laughs> if we all just get real with what's happening. I come from very humble beginnings. So I love interior design and I think it's the best thing in the world. And I love making a home, you know, special for my clients. But because of where I come from, I always have this sort of like really close grasp on reality. So I have sometimes a hard time taking certain things seriously when it's like, you know, this $30,000 side table is the colors tint too gray and i have to try to pretend to like be like yeah that's terrible meanwhile i'm like what you know so <laughs> at a time like this i just immediately go into this kind of pragmatic mode of like let's just get real and prioritize things and go from there i'm not going to be bending over backwards to make sure that this delivery gets to you which really is putting several people in danger it's that serious do you have a problem sometimes in the industry like a lot of people their priorities in this interior design industry it's very focused on beauty and the superficial stuff you know although i do see the, some of the trends gravitating more towards wellness you know biophilic design and, and being more sub substantial and meaningful in relating sometimes to some of the more vapid 
parts <laughs> of the interiors when when stuff like this is going down because you know Natalie is a firefighter currently and she's dealing with life and death every day and I'm a retired cop and we're dealing with life and death every day and I, I get your point sometimes when people are getting really upset over you know that particular sheen and I'm like you know not, nobody's died we we're, we're all okay and and when people are spending money of course you, know, you yes. take it seriously and I'm I get it. But you were a police officer. Natalie's a firefighter. It's like you've seen real serious stuff. And I just always like to keep that a little bit in check. In perspective. Um, exactly. Yeah. Just like now. And, and your perspective, and that's your choice, of course, is, you know, time out. We're all going to, I'm going to come up on the other side, bigger and better. And a lot of designers, and, and us included, we're still working. We're sourcing virtually. We are still chugging along with our projects as much as we can. But I think it's a little different in Manhattan mm-hmm. than it is here yeah. in Miami. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell. Who is our go-to vendor for Darla Powell Interiors? Oh, that's easy. Curry and Company. And why is that, Natalie? Oh, because let me tell you, they have beautiful stuff. They are every designer's and, of course, project manager. That's me. Dream to work with. <laughs> because did you know that over 90% of their stuff is in stock? That's like 1,700 SKUs at all times. I did. And Curry and Company has top-notch service, quick shipping, and very reasonable order minimums, which is really important. Absolutely. I know you guys go to them first. Say, hey, we're going to hit Curry and Company. What do they got? How can they help us? It's amazing. So Darla, where do they have to run on over to? That's right. So guys, be sure to head on over to curryandcompany.com and scroll your little fingers on down to that designer checkbox and sign up for their stellar trade program today. Oh, and be sure to tell Beth Ann that we sent you. She's amazing. I love Beth Ann. She's a fireball. I wish I had her energy. Again, that's KoreanCompany.com. You can thank us later. Taylor, I'm listening to everything that you're telling me, and I'm thinking about the business and the interior design side and your staging side, and you're basically kind of on a timeout. Does that make you want to rethink what you're doing and, and come out differently on the other side? Oh, are we restructuring, you mean? Yeah. Let's see. So... For me, I love interior design, but I've always really liked staging because it's it's a really fast game and it's insane and you have to get in there, you have to follow your gut, make really serious, expensive decisions very, very quickly with really no help. So some people that's going to make them feel unnerved and terrible and other people it's going to be like, okay, great. I don't have to talk to anybody, which I personally uh, like (laughs) and you know, it's all the fame or all the blame. So I'm going to get either nailed or they're going to be like, well, yeah, well, good job. So for me, I lean on the New York City real estate market because it doesn't typically get too tired. You know, there's a lot of money in there and it's a lot of people. And so I rely on that. Now, two things just happened with the New York real estate market. One, this coronavirus. So we literally cannot leave our homes and you can't show houses and you can't run a 30-person moving company that I run. I can't run my staff because we can't move. So it's like, all right, then you'd think, well, maybe I should reevaluate staging. For me, when I come out of this, I'm just thinking that my strategy would be pricing because people are going to be very timid in how they enter back into the world and start spending money again. So it's New York City real estate. It's going to pick back up. Things need to be sold and it's going to get aggressive like it always is. But I think clients and brokerage firms are going to be really not as quick to cut me a $50,000 check like Hmm. they were before. And Compass is a big real estate firm in New York. They're backed by the same bank as WeWork. WeWork's completely backwards right now. 
And I've been watching this Compass funding that they've been writing all these checks to us, which I've been happy to receive and do the project, but I could already tell that it was going to have a bad ending. And right now that has happened. Uh So that's a huge chunk of my business that's going to be now immediately out. Okay. So you are on a pause. Are you still marketing at all? Are you staying top of mind for when it does ramp up or maybe broadening your reach to other clients? I've been kind of spending this minute thinking about my brand and what I would like that to look like. And I'd really like this TV show to hit and I'd like a lot of really exciting things to come from that. Thinking too much about how I'm going to re-enter doesn't feel that good to me in the moment because I think sometimes when in when you have these like incredibly difficult unknown moments, which I've had a lot of in my life, you'll adjust and adapt to the moment when it comes. So when we get to enter back in, we're going to enter back in. For me, it kind of is anxiety producing to think about what I'm going to do when I get to re-enter because I don't know when I get to re-enter and I don't know what it's going to look like. You're going to go with your gut and just see how it plays out and how how it fits with you. When you go. Yeah, and and price things really, really well. And, you know, full disclosure, by well, I mean low. You think? Because, uh, yeah, to a degree, I think people are going to, yeah, just like, hey, here we go. Let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. And, 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 and feel feel the market out and see where you're at. And, yeah. and then just kind of reassess as you go. And your team will be back, I'm assuming, or if they haven't. For sure. And I love my team. They're the best. It kills me to not even be able to, yeah. you know be with them at this time. But um, yeah, as soon as we can get back in, then everybody will come back and we'll get moving. But I personally think I'm kidding myself a little bit if I'm like, cool, May 1st, everybody's back, like wear a cool outfit. Let's be, it's like, no, like, you know, like we're going to be coming out of the wreckage a little bit. I'm going to mm-hmm. hire you guys slowly back on once I can figure out what's happening. Right. And, uh, you know, my business is very pipeline based too. Yeah. It's a, again, a quick game. We get the staging job in, we, we have our interior design clients, but those are slower, obviously. Right. That is the one thing that I'm worried about on the design side is the pipeline, right? Because we do have existing clients yeah. that haven't bailed. Well, like I said, we're still working with them virtually and we do have a virtual consultation tomorrow, a new lead that we have. We're going to see that's kind of new to us how that's going. But yeah, I think that the pipeline for us is worrisome on the design side. On the wingnut social side, the marketing agency, we all work remotely and that's digital. So that's so far so good. I mean, but we've held on pretty well there. But yeah, that's, I think so. And you know, summer for interior designers is a notorious I don't know how it is with the stagers in the the, the New York yeah, market. No, is it slow? Okay. Well, yeah. maybe you guys need to look at it a little differently. And now that we're having our slow time in uh, March and April, that come summer, it could pick back up. You know, that could could be people will make up for it. I do know that designers are going to go come hell or high water to the fall market at high point and just pour all their money in there. I mean, that's a concerted effort that we've been talking about to, to help rebuild that economy. So maybe there's going to be some of that. I do see here a lot of people shopping locally and, you know, shopping in their restaurants locally and really making that concerted effort to help keep them from going under, you know, in this time. Oh, yeah. Right. So maybe, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say until we know. And to even see what this $2 trillion stimulus bill is going to do to the economy, you know, and our, our... Right. One thing that I think about is that I opened my company in 2008. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. I launched the company. It was the only interior design firm that catered exclusively to men. And my focus was to be capitalizing on guys 
bonus checks from JP Morgan, from, you know, all these banks. And I was like, this is going to be great. <laughs> and then I like launched my website and then it was like, <laughs> the economy goes, everything's ruined. There are no bonus checks. Right. It's over. So again, for me, like that was my first day at work 14 years ago. Wow. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you do know a thing or two about pivoting. Exactly. So at that point, I was like, okay, redo the business so it's not capitalizing on bonuses because there aren't any and make everything super transparent so that the client feels incredibly comfortable with this exchange and not have anything be too veiled because everyone was very afraid of what to do with their money. So, you know, a markup here, markup there made everybody nervous. So I got into the habit of being like, I'm just going to charge you for my time and my skill. And if I get a discount, I'm going to offer it back to you. And if it costs $5, you'll pay $5 or whatever. So that was the first example of kind of making plans and having them go terribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But you're a survivor. I mean, look, you started a new business in 2008 and look, here you are. So this is no great shakes to you. Even though nobody can really prepare or plan for this, you kind of have, right? Emotionally, spiritually, and financially. I mean, you took action very quickly in your bunker there and got away into Connecticut. Yeah. And I I think what you just said about emotionally and spiritually, Mm -hmm. that point is not to be underestimated. And I think that we don't we think about the the strategy and the business and the money and the ROI and like all this stuff it's like but that's a great point you bring up we also need to make sure that we're emotionally healthy because this is all it can be stressful traumatic abusive <laughs> all these things can happen and that's like on a good normal day um never mind with what we're going through now yeah. and when you do own your own business you're also so emotionally connected to it that For me today, I was debating, okay, well, what if I got back to work and I didn't have my office space anymore? Because that's a massive amount of money. I wonder if I could spread out that and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that feels like failure to me. That feels like you suck, you know, and I'm like going through the whole thing and it's like, hey, doll face, (laughs) like restructuring your office doesn't mean you're a loser, you know, like, but that's what we do because it feels incredibly uh, connected. We have to be careful of that. We're our own worst enemies sometimes, right? We're so hard on ourselves. And of course, again, if you guys aren't familiar with Taylor Spellman, go check out our website. She's nothing but, you know, uh, I mean, seriously, if she's hard on herself, then (laughs) (laughs) uh, that's what I'm saying. We are. We all have that little voice in our head. And I think the same thing. I'm like, God, if I had to lay off somebody, that would reflect on me. You know, that would seem like a failure, but you have to detach from that. And and the soulless ginger can weigh in on the office space because Darla's been begging me for Mm -hmm. an office space and I won't spring for the overhead. Yeah, we don't even right. have one. So if that makes you Much feel any better, thank you. that does make me feel better. We work virtually. Okay, there, I'm good. I just thank tried. You. Natalie's the one with the brains. I know it's hard to believe <laughs> because <laughs> her people are the Tiger King people. But oh, my God. Let's not but, get into Tiger King. We'll be talking about that for three hours straight. Oh, it's God, amazing. So I love it. Okay, so the economy is roaring back when this is all said and done. I just really quickly here, I do want to leave them some just some little optimism yes. to look forward to. Just tell us really quickly in a nutshell. Seriously, go to her website and you'll see some away. She got celebrity. How the clients. hell did you do it? How the hell did you track celebrity clients? Was there a method to your madness, or was it just by the grace of God that that just kind of worked out? Just give us a little bit of a snippet there, and we'll get into the what up wingnut round. Well. I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I like sought it out or something, but I didn't seek it out, which is probably why it all came together because I wasn't going mm-hmm. after the the big fish initially. 
as you mentioned in the beginning of this, I used to be a dancer and my dance teacher would always say, you know, you can only get to the recital by showing up to class and doing every dance completely full out and working totally, you know, as hard as you possibly can um, during these rehearsals. And that's how you get to the recital. And to me, that's kind of what I apply to my life. And that's how I work with my staff. You know, sometimes we get these interns that bop in and they're like, ooh, that project looks so fun. And I'm like, don't even touch that project. (laughs) Go over there and iron for three hours and we'll see what happens. Okay. (laughs) Maybe if you iron well, you know, you get get over there. Point being, the way you get to the biggest clients is by working so, so hard every single day for probably 10 years on the little guys. (laughs) And then slowly but surely you bite off more than you can chew and you learn how to chew it and people trust you. There's not one big player in New York City who gave me a big job off the bat. They all gave me really crappy, small, nothing jobs. And I knew it and I took it so seriously and I killed it to say, yeah, I I respect the fact that you gave me this crappy little job just the same amount as I respect the fact that you're going to give me, you know, this super famous basketball player uh, or whatever the case is. I I think that's what it all boils down to. Just you have to be so diligent and have such a level of integrity on the smallest job because that is what will get you the big job. There's a quote that I, and I forget who said it, but it says, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So even the littlest jobs or even the things that seem insignificant, if you do it to your best of ability, that's going to become a habit. You're going to do everything to your best of ability and people will start noticing and people who are looking for the best of the best and the best service or the best designers, the best stagers, et cetera, you'll just bubble to the surface. And I think that's terrific. Natalie, do you have anything else before we get into the what up winged around? I'm good. All right, Taylor Spellman, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I'm ready. Ding. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I would be the American hornbeam tree. That's what it's called. For two reasons. One, if you do know me, you know that I am like the whitest, whitest color Irish available to anybody. I'm even whiter than Natalie. That's why... Yeah. And I cannot be in the sun in any way, shape or form. And so the American hornbeam does very well in shade. It grows very well without the sun. So that's similar to me. I can relate to that. And then it has a very strong wood that rarely cracks or splits. Um, And I really like to um, think that I'm like the American hornbeam tree with when it comes to pressure. I rarely crack or split. That is definitely a first for the podcast. (laughs) Congrats to you on that one. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? It would be laugh, drink wine, repeat. Love it. If you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? Well, I thought about all the like really cool superpowers, and then I just boiled it down to the superpower that I want to have on Earth in this lifetime, and that is to help people by healing their home. Oh, I love that one. There's a tagline. There's a tagline. Tagline. <laughs> You're rebranding, right? Ding, 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 ding. That's what I've been working on my rebranding here in my in my cave. Copyright it immediately so no one else Go, takes it. Run. Please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. I picked one that's kind of become cheesy and has a bad rap, but I still think it's fantastic. <laughs> and it's The Secret, which, oh, yeah. you know, like now has become too commercialized, but. 
the bottom line is it's all about manifesting what you want in your life and envisioning what you want things to be and what you want them to look like. And for me in my life, I have absolutely no business having the life that I have, truly, but I have just worked really hard and always saw what I want, you know, envisioned it long before it existed. And I think that if you can master the art of that, you're really ahead of the game. I agree. Natalie hates woo-woo stuff, but she actually has participated in that. I'll tell you a little story. Back in the day when I was a cop, I had a supervisor and he was awful. So I went to, I was going to a shrink at the time. She's like, you know, just visualize good things for him. Visualize him getting promoted and out of your life. And Natalie and I started doing that. And I'll be damned if he wasn't out of there in what, about a month or two later. And he was terrible. He was awful. And I was so happy for like a year after that. And I was like, oh my God, this stuff works. Yeah. I've, (laughs) I've done it with every single thing in my life. I I need to do it more, clearly. Trying to get rid of me? Why would I get rid of you? (laughs) Just kidding. First of all, too late. Second of all, no. (laughs) Third of all, you're awesome company, so whatever. Oh, well. Uh, She is, right? She really is. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you to find out more about how awesome you are. Uh, You can find me at taylorspellman.com. Or on Instagram at Taylor underscore Spellman. Awesome sauce. Thank you so much for joining us. You have an amazing month in your bunker. Yes. And we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Absolutely. See you then. See ya. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Starla Jethro Powell. I'll never forget when we first met Taylor Spellman at our Luann Live event that we emceed. Last year, right? Yeah. No. Was, was it, it last that, year? Or the year before. Was, I, I don't even know. It's Come all, on, darling. You're all, asking me to think. It's all a blur. She's so awesome and down to earth. I love it. She's And she's so funny. And a uh, funny little story. <laughs> Natalie always carries the whiskey with her at events. And uh, in the back of the room where she was like filling people's glasses, I think Taylor did partake of that. That I service. So. That I concierge that, luxury. It was, a, it was a level. Yes, it was a concierge level service as she is accustomed to. Yes. <laughs> and she's accustomed to offering. She's terrific. We hung out with her at High Point. She's really good people. She has a terrific business head on her shoulders. And you know what? She's okay with taking some time off. And I think one of the biggest takeaways here is that you guys shouldn't be too hard on yourself. Like she she, you know, she even she was saying if she lays someone off or if the, she rethinks that expensive Manhattan office she has, it's not a reflection on her or her failure. It's it's actually smart to restructure and to pivot. But with, she also spoke to the human side of that as it it still feels like it could possibly be a failure. But it's not really. It, it's, it, it's, well, we know this, but I'm saying she also she said, listen, you know, that makes me feel like a failure, even though I know it's not. Mm-hmm. It's letting that go and doing what's right to survive. Right. And for your business. So I think the pragmatic approach is if you do have to lay off anyone right now or if you do have to downsize in your office, it's OK for the long run to make sure that your business stays open or stays viable until the economy does pick back up. You know, the only thing constant is change. So there's always going to be some adjustments or pivots. The economy is always going to go up. It's always going to go down or or things are going to happen. Or like Taylor was saying, she was in New York for 9-11. You know, that was incredibly impactful, I'm sure, (laughs) for the market in the world, you know. And then 2008, she launched her business. So you just have to stay a little fluid, a little flexible, like she is flexible because she's a dancer. Again, I do have that video. Blackmail Taylor. Blackmail video of, of Taylor Spellman, Luann Nagara, Sandra Funk, and Kim all doing a little dance recital. 
<laughs> the window works party. Good times, good times. Why didn't I jump in? Because, you know, I, I wanted to let them have fun and not show them up, you know? I, Darla, I mm-hmm. you can't dance to save your life. <laughs> not at all. So, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Taylor. And don't forget to go check out mydomastudio.com slash 19 hours for that virtual webinar, which was the genius of Sarah Daniele and Luan Nagara. And Natalie, I think that's it for today. Do you have anything else? Nope. So long. See you. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. You're not going to address me by my full name? Oh, my God. <laughs> I never will. will. <clears throat> One more time. Good boy, Mango.